Rob Cartledge here of robcartledgeministries.com. In 1 Peter 3.15, we are told to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Scripture exhorts us to be fluent in apologetics. In this world of postmodernism, our faith is being questioned more than ever before. In response, God has raised the standard and has given us more evidence for our faith than ever before. Apologetics 101. Today's communion message, as we said, will be uh, a repeat of the message two weeks ago that we did to benefit those that weren't here. Uh, so this hopefully, um, well this will be the start of a new series of messages that will grow us and challenge us to do more for God and His kingdom. So, this teaching will be straight to the core of Christianity and is very relevant in today's world. Now, the question that I asked a few weeks ago, has anyone ever spoken to anyone about God? Anyone ever witnessed um, and spoken to someone about God? I'm sure that, well, I know that Rob has, because otherwise James and I wouldn't be sitting here or standing here now. Um, but I know that we all find some really tough questions that come out of it. And one of the main questions that I find will always come up is about the person of Jesus. Did he exist? Was was he what the Bible says he was? You know, all that sort of stuff. But the question we're going to look at is, did, did Jesus rise from the dead? And we're going to find out how important that um, that question is. So to give this context uh, to the communion message, we celebrate communion to remember what Jesus did on the cross for us. How much greater will we celebrate it if we have a strong teaching and understand that this is actually the truth and not just um, something that we're meant to believe? Another reason we're going to look at it is over the next few weeks, um, when we do talk to people about God and Jesus, we need to have something to back up our faith. Uh, we have the scriptural guidance, First Peter 3.15, and this will probably be for the uh, apologetics course as well, a good uh, scripture. In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So today we're going to outline the case that we can make for the resurrection of Jesus. Now, just a little side note. This isn't uh, my own arguments, but these are the arguments of the great man here, William Lane Craig. Uh, he's known as the leading apologist, defender of the faith, and all-round nice-looking bloke, I reckon. There. <laughs> okay. Sorry, man. That's gonna go on the Okay. So over the next few weeks, we're going to build the yeah a historical case for the resurrection of Jesus, uh, which will involve two steps, which are the two up there. First, we must determine what is the evidence to be explained. Then we must decide which explanation of all of these facts is the most likely or the most plausible. Does by way of outline uh, the three facts that we're going to look at um, are the empty tomb, Jesus' appearances are alive after his death, and the origin of his disciples' belief in his resurrection. So from these facts, we're going to make the explanation that God raised Jesus from the dead. That's going to be our, and so we're going to defend that. The reason that this is so important is that while Jesus was teaching on this earth, he made radical claims about himself that he was God and that he would be raised by God on the third day uh, from death to life. If we can establish this, then we're putting forward a watertight case for the resurrection of Jesus and also the the truth of what he said, basically, what he's been recorded as saying. 
Okay, so as I said before, the resurrection of Jesus is a central teaching of Christianity. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, from verse 3, For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried and was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the Twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. And then Paul even is more explicit in verse 14 when he talks about the resurrection. He says, if Christ had not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. So that's a pretty uh, cut and dry uh, scripture there. So I hope that um, everyone's interested in the weeks to come. Um, and I showed you today why it's important that we understand and learn some of these arguments that we can, can use to defend the resurrection. And while we must defend it, we must also deeply remember it. Uh, just by looking at our own lives, we can see a multitude of things that caused Jesus to go to the cross. Uh, what is also important is Jesus, of course, didn't have to go to the cross. But he did it out of love, love for each and every one of us that, uh, before we were even born. Uh, he loved us so much that he'd lay down his life for us and be tortured and killed in the most gruesome of ways. So by way of remembering today, let's, uh, let's take of the elements and, uh, and deeply remember him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for giving me this sermon, uh, this little word now. Help us now to remember you deeply in our hearts. Just remember what you did for us out of love. Help us to remember all the things that we've done in our own lives uh, that are contrary to what your will is. Help us to just repent of them now in our hearts. In front of your sacrifice, Lord, none of our sin will stand. So help us to help us to repent now. So we take of the bread in remembrance of your body that was broken for us. You you laid down your life for us, and uh, we are eternally grateful. So let's take of the bread now. And Lord, also the wine that we have here, or the juice that we have here, representing your blood. We thank you for the blood that was spilled, your own blood that was spilled, and uh, and how it protects us daily. Help us to be under the blood, as we say. And uh, help us to understand it completely. Rely on it as well. And so we thank you, Jesus, for what you did for us. Thank you.